Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you finding it down there, Dad? Are you enjoying uh, the space? Oh, yes. It's fantastic. Yes, yes. We're, we've really got room to breathe down here now, as you know. It's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. You didn't realise when I had the gallery, you know, uh, uh, you don't realise how much space you've got. I mean, I needed space in the main area for the pictures and uh, and I used to work at, I had an easel down there, I don't know how many, I've gone through this before, I had an easel down there where I used to have, I worked, which is one of the great things about doing what I did because sometimes, especially when you start um, a business off and you're waiting for customers to come in and uh, you know, you're sort of twiddling your thumbs, well that never happened to me because I was always busy. If I wasn't serving customers and framing pictures, I was um, uh, doing artwork, concentrating on that. And would you draw if people came in? Would you just carry on drawing just while mm. they looked around? Absolutely. I'd say good morning uh, to them. Good morning. Feel free to browse. And that's what they would do. They would just browse around. And I'd just carry on. And more often than not, they come and see what I was doing and over my shoulder. And, uh, but I, th that set me up really for the demonstrations that I did later on, especially the shows. I was used to people being there and uh, it never fazed me at all, even from the beginning. Uh, I, I think I was pretty safe to start with because uh, generally speaking, I was working either pen and ink or watercolour. At that early stage, I, there was no pastels around. So um, oh, it, 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 I've really enjoyed my time there because by, I was doing the artwork and I was serving people uh, which I was I'd been trained to do in mm. my early days so it was if you were doing fun. if you were doing watercolor how easy was it to break off um when people came in and, and carry on again I never really found that too much of a problem um because the watercolor that I was doing and, and people have seen me demonstrate it uh, I can break off easily because one of the things when you've got a palette of watercolor the way I did it I mean not everybody works the same way as I did and um, because I was never told I just did my own thing I used to have a palette made up and uh, if if the watercolor dried out I just re-agitate it with the water it was never a problem that and, mm. and the pen and ink was the same I just put the pen, pen and ink down interesting so, yeah, very interesting. That leads us on really nicely to a new YouTube comment that came through from Sujanith that said, why uh, don't you like watercolour? Is it the speed involved? So you've gone off watercolour in recent years. Um, not as big a fan. Um, now that you've got pastel, I thought it might be a good opportunity for you to say why. Hmm. Well, I, I, I don't dislike watercolour. That's an incredible thing. I can do more with pastel pencils, so um, I can't imagine doing animals, certainly portrait work, and human portrait work with watercolour. It just wouldn't suit me at all. So where, certainly in the, uh, the early days, um, I was doing watercolour landscapes and uh, animals with pastel. And that went on for a few years, really, when I was uh, when I started the pastels, I didn't think that the pastels were capable of doing landscape work. I said this before. Uh, so, but I never, never, I don't dislike watercolor, but I find the pastels are more 
easily accessible. You know, you can pick up, put down, and you can do more with them. Uh, but every now and again, I do, as you know, I break off and do watercolour and quite enjoy it. It's the same with 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 soft pastel. I don't use a do a lot of soft pastel. The things I don't like is acrylic and oil. If I was to be honest, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't choose to use those be, simply because they won't do what the pastels will do. And uh, so it's as simple as that, really. No, I don't dislike watercolour, but I prefer to use the pastel pencil. Lovely, excellent. Um, so speaking of pastel pencils, really nice little segue there as well. Thank you, Dad. Is um, you finished this week the Dalmatian uh, picture that we showed last week? So let's pop that up on screen now so people can see uh, the finished picture. Uh, it's beautiful, Dad. You've done a really, really nice job. And uh, let's start with the background because that's a really interesting one. And it reminds me of the one that you did. For the staffy, uh, which was a friend of mine's dog, um, mm. Capo, you did uh, a staffy, so you, people will be able to find that picture on our website. Very similar kind of uh, background. Well, do you remember last week I posed that question? I said, "What would you do with the background?" And um, at, um, at that stage, I'd already decided, but uh, because I was already beginning to to work it out, but it was. Um, it was an interesting one because I did feel that maybe the background would be overpowering because the animal was very light, white mainly, and uh, it would be maybe the background would be too much. When you've got an, another animal, maybe with different colours in it and, and stronger tones, it probably would work um, OK. But I, I really did think that that was going to be a hiccup. However, I, I I wanted to stick with it because I didn't like the background that was on the picture. I could have used the um, my usual cloud cloudy backgrounds that I do, but again, it would have to be quite strong because of the, uh, the white of the animal, and I was using white pastel mat, uh, off white pastel mat paper. I think it's like grey pastel mat paper they call it, don't they? Uh, so it, it, it was a light paper and a light animal, so it was going to come out quite bright. Uh, and that uh, did, did concern me. But what I did, in fact, um, I thought I would try to use a dark background. So I experimented with the first tiny little bit. And uh, that's shown up on the video. I said, no, I'm just going to try this and just see what I think. Because I could change my mind. At any time, I could have changed my mind. I could have done it. Uh, and the other thing is, is I also could have changed my mind once I'd put that background on. And if I felt it was just a bit too strong, I could have used soft pastel or st stick pastels to brighten it up. I could have done that. So I was on fairly safe grounds. Once I did the experiment, I thought, yes, that really stands out. But what capped it really, if I'd have stuck to the... Do you remember I was talking about a blue 770 last week, the Payne's Grey, um, which was very bright, and I said I hadn't used it anywhere else. Well, I hadn't. And I did think that that was going to be... It, it was a, a peculiar choice, Steve. You know, if you think about it, Payne's Grey, and it's not just the Payne's Grey 181 that, we, uh, that I know and love... This was a this was a blue and a very obvious blue, um, but 
it was the only colour I could think of as a background. I couldn't put a, a I could have put a mid grey background, but I wanted to start off really in with dark colours. Anyway, it worked really well. But at the end, when I was when I got halfway through it, I felt that the, the there wasn't enough colour in the background. So that's when two colours came into the or three colours actually came into their own. I'd got the dark background on, and then I used the red. That was one nine two red, which goes with absolutely brilliantly with that, and you can see that very obviously if you look at the picture. And I also used one six eight was the green, that was the mid green, and I put that in as well, and you can see that in the picture. But what you possibly can't see too clearly is the 770 that I used to start off with, put that back into the picture. Now, by doing that, I kind of created, a uh, uh, with the 192, a kind of mauve tint, and that tint runs through the picture, the background. And I like that. I thought that was nice. That's really interesting. Red, blue, and green in the background. You'd think that maybe especially the red and the blues would kind of clash mm. uh, well no not really they, they do work together those two do because you've got a dark red which is um, an indian red that one 192 and the Payne's gray which is the 770 but one's car one's uh carbothello that's the 770 and one's faber again it just shows you that you can use different tones or different makes of pencil and they work so well together uh, but at the right at the very end the last section of that uh, I do say on the video now what I'm going to do I'm going to put 192 168 and the 770 back into the picture without blending it so that wasn't blended with my finger that was put in. When I say it wasn't blended, obviously it was. It was blended into the colours that I'd already put on. But uh, if I'd have smudged it with my finger, it would have looked all right, but it would have lost the bite. I don't, these are funny words to use, but the, the, there's a bit of bite in the picture. You can see that on the pic background. So I, all in all, I was delighted with it. It does look like you've used soft pastel. I, I... I genuinely thought before this podcast that you'd used soft pastel in that background because you've done so many backgrounds that are similar using soft pastel. Um, and especially when you've got those splashes of colour, it does look like it's either pan pastel or soft pastel applied to the background. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting that that is all pencil. That's all pencil. But as I said to, um, when we started talking about this, I could have used soft pastel and I could have used the stick pastels, basically the same idea, uh, but if I'd have needed to. But fortunately, I didn't need to. And the reason for this is the build-up. If you start off with the colours that I've said, um, there was no light, no light grey in that background at all. It was all um, the stronger tones. And... That was rubbed in, but you've got to make sure that you've really rubbed them into the pastel paper and give yourself a base. If you don't do that, you would have it would look scratchy and unfinished because you've got a background background colour, light grey, 
background colour, which you've got to completely cover. Now, in ca the case of the uh, Dalmatian, that worked really well uh, as a background colour for the whites and the greys. Uh, but it, uh, it wouldn't have worked at all for the others. So you've got a com combination, really. But I know from experience the only way you're going to get over that is to make sure you do maybe three coats. I think there were three coats of background on that before I then put the reds and the uh, the blues and the greens in I was talking about. It's the question of working it. And uh, this is one of the great things about uh, what I do because I'm, I'm almost experimenting every time I pick a, pic a pencil up. And uh, this is great fun because you're never quite sure what you're going to get. And, and you can see that with uh, when I do my intro and my outro. I actually mention that. I'm not sure this is going to work very well, but it's worth a try. Because I'm pretty safe. This isn't live. And if it didn't work, you wouldn't see it. Simple. So I'm pretty on safe ground, really. Yeah, fantastic. Let's talk about the animal itself. Um, you can see the personality come through. And I think that that is, is helped by the eyes and especially the mouth. And there's one bit that I want to talk about because you sort of, I think you'd started the mouth last week uh, when we showed the work in progress picture and now it finished. It's really interesting to see. And um, two things I want to say. One is the folds around the the jaw, the mouth, uh, where mm. the skin folds. I just think that is is potentially an area that would be overlooked because it's just it's just part of the picture. It makes the dog look real. But when you really analyze those folds, that's really uh, important to creating that realistic animal mm. portrait. Um, so I want to talk about that. Um, and also, how big is this picture? Because I wonder how hard it was to get that detail inside the jaw with the teeth, um, especially at the back of the mouth. So right. maybe sharp, that's pencils. sharp pencils. Simple. How big was the picture? The picture was um, less than A4 size. I would say, again, somewhere between A5 and A4. Somewhere yeah. it's my, one of my favourite um, uh, sizes because it fits so well in the with the uh, filming, and it also doesn't take too much filling up. So it's it's halfway between the two. And and talk about these folds in the skin. Mm -hmm. How do you approach something like that? Well, you you start off by putting the the the, the white in and the light grey in. The, the light grey goes wherever you're going to put the stronger tones, right? That's the greys and so on that I'm going to put in. And the white, obviously, that gives you the break. Now, what you've got to do is work between the uh, the very dark colour, which you ultimately do put in, and the light colour. And you've got to get a uh, kind of like um, a series of layers in between. Each layer is um, folded into the other one, you know, blended into the other one. But that's how you start the ball rolling. And then when you, when you, you've got to make the, the grey, when I was talking about the background, you've got to put uh, lots of colour on to fill the paper. Well, that's what you've got to do with that. You've got to start off with a light grey. Then you put a, I think it was 233 I was using then, that go. And then you use the 181 in there. Now, when you put the 181, if you haven't got 
enough of the greys that you put in, that 181 is going to be too hard. So you've got to make sure that you've got a good foundation colour ready for the dark colour, which is 181. Now once that goes in, uh, you then uh, use the greys to work your way towards the light colour, the white, okay? And you have to use then the, the blender to do it. You can't use your finger, you've got to use a, a colour shaper for it. And, uh, and you keep doing that until you achieve what I've achieved there. However, there is a couple of additional colours that I put in there. One of them is the, oh God, can I remember the number? 093, I think it was. And uh, what was the other one? I can't remember the other, but it was the Creta colour. I used the Creta colour and the uh, Caran d'Ache colour that I, I was talking about that last week, wasn't I, in mm. the fur? Well, you're using those, two, you've got to put those two colours in as well. But you can't put them in until really you've got and established the um, fold as you want it. And then that tints it. The set, and then you've got the same colour, basically, as you've got in the uh, lighter areas. But it's stronger and darker. I love that. Really technical. I think that's a really great explanation. I love it when you get all specific and technical. I think all those little tidbits that I think... Um, our listeners are really interested in that that kind of really focused exactly how you do something like that i think the other thing as well that lends itself to the realism is the direction of fur and on this animal you can tell by looking at it i'm looking at it fairly zoomed out not even really zoomed in the the various degree di differentiations of fur and the way that it curls round and then it comes straight down here and you know, if you know dogs and you, you know, you, you've had a dog or petted a dog, you, you can, you know, the way their furs structures and flows and you've mm. captured that as well. And I just think that that makes it just look excellent as well. And realistic. How many times have I said in, in all animals, direction of fur, work in the direction of fur. It's almost my mantra, really, when you're using uh, fur on animals, because they, every animal has got its different way of, um, of um, a different fur effect and uh, I think that you've got to be very mindful of that before you start however having said that you've got to be careful that you don't emphasize that too much because otherwise it will stand out too much you've got to be it's a subtlety there that uh, I think is wonderful and once again I it's the pastel pencil that's capable of doing that together with the soft pastel uh, not soft pastel, the colour shaper. Mm. Those two things together uh, are, are the making of it. And, you know, I think that... I don't think there's any subject now that I couldn't tackle. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking now for um, different pictures, different kinds of pictures, and uh, something that challenges me as well as challenging the uh, the members too. And I'm sure everybody wants to, to go down that road. Um, but there's still plenty left, Steve. Well, well speaking, speaking of challenges, I know you're not a big fan of collars on animals. But this collar, um, I feel like you've made the effect look easy on terms of what it looks like, uh, simple on the picture. Was it 
as as easy as that or was it quite challenging to get the effect of that collar because that material is so it's so bang on mm. uh it was no it's quite hard i had to work on it you can't you can't just do it but once again it's all down to build up if you build it up enough the colors up enough uh then you can then use the color shaper i didn't use my finger very much on that it was all um, color shaper and uh, it it kind of ended up it ended up slightly different to what I thought it was going to do it ended up almost suede that's what mm. I was going to say yeah mm. it, it looks all leather or leathery suede kind of a, mm. a smooth this is why I think it's deceptively it looks deceptively simple because it's smooth but I imagine and especially the the little thread as well running through it like there's there's so much more to it than than what it looks well, do you remember when we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and I said I'm doing one and I don't want to do the the um, metal, I think it was it's metal, some kind of metal um, badge on it, you know, or uh, it, was a, it was quite big actually, if, if people remember back. And I, it would have spoiled it, it would have taken it away from the animal. So I had to keep it simple. And I did wonder whether it would be too big, I thought... At one time, I thought I was going to reduce the size a little bit, you know, because it was a bit too big. But I ended up, no, let's, let's go for it. And uh, it ended up to be. But when you've got something like that, you've got to make it look attractive, Steve. You know, otherwise it looks, you've, you've got a great dog, you're going to have a great background. And then you put something like that on and it, uh, that's naff. And uh, so I had to be careful that it looks as good as the yeah. It looks classy. Don't worry, Dad. It does. It looks classy. It's a classy collar. Um, yeah, so lovely picture. I, I hope people are looking forward to doing this one. As you've mentioned, you've filmed it. This is going to be a class coming up on the website. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope people are, are going to enjoy it uh, and like the picture. What's uh, what's up next for you, Dad? You got anything lined uh, up? I have. I've got one on the chocks at the moment, but I don't think I'm going to tell you very much about it. it well, I will tell you that it's an animal. And uh, do you remember I said quite some time ago I wanted to do animals in landscape? Do you remember? Well, I've done a couple, but this one is definitely an animal in a landscape. So we've got all the ingredients of the animal, a very attractive animal, and, and it's different too. And uh, it's got um, some foliage in it. I've actually changed, perhaps I'll talk about this next week. Um, I've changed the uh, composition. It was too... It didn't... Um, what's the word I can use? It didn't set the animal in a good light. It was like too much of it. And it... I mean, when, you got a, when you're taking a photograph, which is... This is a photograph that's been taken, obviously... Um, you've got no choice. You can't, you know, say to the animal, excuse me, do you mind moving back a bit because I want to get this in? And you haven't got the time to do that. You've got to go click, 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 and whatever you get, you go. Now, as an artist, you can do that, which is great for us because now we can bring down a, put a bit of sky in, but not too much. Put, you know, set the animal against a dark section of the, uh, of the foliage in the background, which is what I'm doing. But you can't do that when you're 
a photographer, but you can as an artist. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this because, once again, it's a bit challenging for me. And uh, I've got to make sure that the background, uh, from about one third of the, the distance up from the bottom, starts to recess. In other words, it's got to be out of focus. Uh, otherwise, it will look... You, you, it wouldn't look good. So all these little things I've, I've, I've already gone through. I've already set the pencils up. So it's got a lot of pencils in this. We, when you've got an animal in a landscape, especially as I've got, I've got, I've got um, a lot of greens and the blues for the little bit of sky we've got. So there's a lot of colours, lots of different ranges of colours. Whereas the others, generally speaking, uh, over the last few weeks, I've restricted the amount of pencils I've used, but now I've, I've got to go all out. So that's yeah. that's coming up, but I'll, I'll talk, we'll talk about that next week. Sounds good. Oh, it's great to hear your prep work, though. Really interesting. Um, keep people uh, coming back next week to find out exactly what you were referring to. So, yes, we will talk about that next week. In the meantime, I hope everyone has a lovely week. Uh, thank you so much for watching and for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And if you're in the UK, Steve, you've got to put the clocks back tonight. Have you? Is it tonight? Is Saturday. Mm -hmm. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that. I well, didn't know that. It's got to go back tonight, Steve. For okay. anyone listening after tomorrow, then <laughs> you might be a bit stuck. <laughs> Don't put them back again. Don't put them back a second time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it depends when they're... Li I mean, we're recording this on the Saturday morning, but... Um, that means I've got to get it up today. I've got to, I've got to edit it and get it up today. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Thank you for listening and watching. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.